Hey, you're listening to Charge Podcast, episode 79, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today are your co-hosts. I'm Zach Grosser. And Frederica Monsi. And one day I'll remember to say my last name, <laughs> Williams. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about tech stuff. I love it. Like, Whee! every week I'm like, oh, ad-lib this. And then I forget it, even though it's 79 episodes. <laughs> like... Maybe one day I'll get it right before we change the intro. It'll be great. And if you go back and listen and you don't hear him doing this, it's because we re-recorded it. Yeah. Or I edited it out. Probably. One of those two. But anyway. Edited. So, edited. So, this week is the last week before we all go to the US, which I feel like we've been talking about. um, Since we planned it. Yeah. (laughs) Since, like, June. Um, But next week, we rented an Airstream. On site at XOXO. I'm so excited to record in, like, what's basically a glorified camper van. (laughs) <laughs> like, and cool. then who knows when we'll edit it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's it's gonna be good. I think um, it'll be interesting to see what it's like. It'll probably sound fabulous compared to this arrangement we, of foam. I think we're also we can also have a small audience there if we want to. Yeah, they can wait outside the windows. Oh, no, really? but apparently, I don't know. apparently there's room for like five people or something. Oh, oh, this is room. good. So, so if maybe if you really want to, like, <laughs> I love that. Like, <laughs> this might there. not be true as well. Like, <laughs> no, it is. Show, like, you have to wait outside. Yo, I've read the fucking website. Over. Okay, okay, thanks. Tweeted <laughs> us to tell us that you would like to reserve tape. a potential spot. Oh my God, because that's how we're gonna do it. Okay, yeah. great. It will be fun, right? I mean, yes and no. I they feel probably like... have to shut up, but yeah. Well, what day are we doing it? Just giggle. so people know, we're doing it on. Thursday next week, which is the 6th of September, September, which is scary, at midday in Portland. Um, And I'm pretty sure we can even stream it from that thing, so we should do that too, if you can't be there. We're going to airstream it. Oh my gosh, you went there. (laughs) Amazing. I think I'm just going to use... I saw it like in your head. It was was coming. Um, You could see it live. Yeah. (laughs) Under the hood. Okay, great. Under the airstream. I'm I'm done. I'm done. So, and that's it for this week. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's just log off and just go. Okay, so we're going to talk about um, this weird thing that's happening in the industry first. uh, When is there not? It's always something weird, but I really like this one because... um, Oh, and one thing before we actually (laughs) start. Um, This podcast will be live on the day that we fly out, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll publish it before we leave. So, So if you're listening to this... And you're like, whoa, you're going to Portland. You should definitely eat at X. Sizzle I would pie. love to hear. Sizzle pie. He's right. Urban <laughs> is correct. Sizzle pie. Blue Star Donuts. Okay, okay. But salt and straw. all the other Oh, sorry. Options. Salt and straws are good. It's so good. I lined up for like one hour for a milkshake in Portland last year. <laughs> are you, are you going to Seattle? Gonna do that. Are you there if you're going to I Seattle? I wish. Not this year. Okay. I love Seattle. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Is just like, I'm going to decide when I'm there. Okay. Yes. Your Sorry. tips okay. under the hood. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Please. on that note, we're going to talk about this weird thing that's happening in the industry. It could be anything. No. Uh, so there's a trend right now that uh, for a long time, um, like if you were a person trying to like sell your product or service, you basically had to pay a cut to like Stripe or Arjun or whoever was your payment processor. Um, but then Apple and like the App Store came along and you had to start paying like 30% to Apple. And... Um, that's the kind of like the fee for selling something in your app. So like if you sell, I'm like trying to think of it exactly. If you have a spot, if you're Spotify and you're selling subscriptions in your app and they're usually $10 on the web, you have to pay Apple $3 of that if they sign up through the app. Wow. And so fun fact, Spotify is $13 if you sign up on iOS. 
randomly um, because they're not allowed to actually tell you that you can sign up online as well. So, like, this whole... I I think this is for a long time why um, Kindle on iOS... It's still bad. The the store in the app just takes you to your browser, to the website, because... It's just the homepage. They're not allowed to have a store in their app unless they give Apple a cut. And And Amazon obviously didn't want to do that. And the rules are stringent on this as well. So, like, if you're Spotify... In the earliest days, it was so locked down that you had to, like, make it not possible to find it by accident. Like, or like you had to hide the fact that you could find it on the website. So if they clicked something that went to something else, you weren't allowed to say, like, sign up for $3 less. A lot of people tried this and then got, like, banned. Um, and so I guess, like, all of this is a long-winded thing to say that there's this weird trend right now where companies are trying to get around it. Um, and I think it's I think it's kind of fair. And so Netflix this week, it turned out, is just like low key, brazenly not like paying it anymore. So they, they if you if you cancel your subscription or change it, they just send you to their website, which you're not allowed to do. But Netflix can get away with it because they're big enough, right? And it's interesting. Like I just wanted to bring it up because it's like thirty percent is such a big cut for any maker. I think like it's not. I don't know if it's sustainable for most companies, right? Like, if you make $100, they're taking 30 bucks plus your payment fees. Yeah, I can definitely understand why, for instance, uh, selling, wow, selling e-books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would not work because e-books, I think there's already, I mean, it's a pretty hard market, I think. There's a lot of people downloading books. There's yeah. a lot of people, um, which is illegal, by the way, don't do that. <laughs> I, always, I I love to pay for my book, so I always oh, do, do that. But um, if I found out that my book is three euros more expensive on my, like, through yeah. the store. You'd be mad. The thing is, I think I wouldn't buy the book. No, same here. That's what, for a long time, I was not buying books because they did that. They, yeah. Or they would make it more than the paperback. To yeah, try which and, like, makes get me very to, angry. Yeah, I hate that. that. But that was the whole price fixing thing as well. Yeah. And I think you see a lot of that through this. It's like, I get that Apple, and it's, so just to be clear, Google also does this with the 30% thing, except you can go around them. Um, and they don't give a shit to like, whatever. I have the controversial opinion. Oh, that, please go. That... It's deserved. Apple yeah. deserves thirty percent. Because so, let me explain. I love it. They're they're delivering you like billion customers. Mm-hmm. So that's the service you're paying for, really, as like the developer. I understand it's a lot of money and it does cut in your margin, but think about physical goods. If you make a potato chip brand, mm-hmm. if you're a method soap, if you sell books in a bookstore, you don't sell it to the store for the price that the mm. customer buys it at. Oh, you sure. sell it for a fraction. Yeah. The store makes a bunch of money, maybe even thirty percent. On selling it, they're mm-hmm. delivering it to your customers. So, like, that's how physical goods work. So, I don't disagree with Apple. It no, is a lot of money, and it's also how they become a trillion dollar company. It's one <laughs> yeah. of the many ways. But yeah. like, may- maybe thirty percent seems high. Maybe they should start tiering it. Yeah, for like I think smaller developers maybe... should maybe pay ten percent. And so yeah. they do have stuff like this in place. But I think the biggest problem is like it's so rigid that when you either are too small or too big, it really sucks. Like, so I, I kind of hate the idea that if you're big enough, like, say, Netflix, yeah. you're able to get around it. It's, it's basically it. like Apple not paying taxes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, we're big enough to, like, give the middle finger to Apple and everybody else has to suck it. Yeah, because, <laughs> because the people that really should not pay tax are the people that are very poor. Yeah, <laughs> Not right. the people that have a million, right. billion, Super interesting. million billion dollar well, company. Maybe, yeah. maybe it should be a set fee. 
right? Instead yeah. of a percentage. And um, and that should be tiered. So, like, Netflix should pay hundreds of thousands of dollars, sure. but not 30%. But, you know, some indie game studio mm. that's got 10,000 users should not have to pay maybe yeah. anything. Maybe they, they get a while until they build a user base. Yeah. You well, know? that's the crazy thing is a lot of companies at Netflix scale actually get to negotiate the fee, and that's the only time you can that's negotiate sucks. it, and yeah. they're not allowed to disclose the negotiations. So. But I also imagine... From a logical or a logistical view, like, I mean, if you, there's probably way more indie developers. Mm. So if you would like schedule a call with all of them to negotiate on prices, that's, I mean, like there's only so many Netflixes. So the biggest problem I see with this, yeah, that's true. (laughs) The biggest problem I see with this is it's um, actually quite anti-competitive in a way because it means that Apple's services can undercut everybody else. So Apple Music, that's $8.99. I think in the US. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. If it's eight ninety nine and Spotify is eight ninety nine, Spotify is getting four dollars and Apple's getting eight ninety nine. And so that's when it gets unfair, I think, is like when they're competing yeah. actually in that area. And it's really interesting. The reason that's even like worth bringing up is there's actually a trend here. So like the Fortnite discussion is amazing because they just um, launched on Android two weeks ago. And it's the first app that their scale to ever launch outside the Play Store. And so you have to, like, you can't get it from the store. You have to go to this, like, shady website, and they walk you through how to, like, disable all the security on your phone, install it, download it through this thing, and then re-enable all that stuff. And it's all because they don't want to pay the cut. Though I think the supermarket analogy still holds up. Because supermarkets also have their own competing brand, usually. I agree. Um, and it's usually cheaper than than and the, disguised as the real product. Yes, often. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if you guys like Apple Music, but like it's fine. I have like I hundred percent rather have Spotify. Yeah. So it's, to uh, me, it me doesn't too. really matter anymore if I have to pay those three. No, I just think it means that Spotify has less chance of succeeding as a company, and like it's dangerous for the market. Like I yeah, think yeah. it's dangerous so it's, for everybody yeah. else. Like it's. This I, is the kind I of thing that, you'd be sued like, for. We, we, would, we would never have this discussion about, like, Albert Heijn coffee instead of... I know, it's a bit sad, actually. Egbert. Yeah. People just like the real A brand. A brand yeah. is the thing? It's, a, it's definitely, I agree with Zach's argument that it's the price of admission. Like, yeah. you have to pay it. I You're think, getting something for that yeah, money. Yeah, and you can see how this goes wrong with the Epic one. So, like, Epic Games the maker of Fortnite, they released this thing and you could download it. And the first version of it um, was very easily uh, a malware target. Like, they found out that you could, like, trick Android when the security was disabled in that mode to download something else that was called Fortnite. And if you tried to launch it, it looked like Fortnite and it was just like a virus. Yeah. Um, And you're paying for all of that stuff. My favorite thing about all of this is Google caught that virus like floor reported it to them and then Fortnite was pissed that they disclosed it and i was like but they did it for free (laughs) (laughs) what i think like we're just seeing some weird market shifts right now um in terms of like you you, it's like pay to play all of a sudden the internet was so good because you didn't have to do this Um, well and this is why web-based products is probably the way to go still yeah you do have a little bit of friction of getting someone to maybe install Mm -hmm. a tile on their home screen that's a Mm. website but once you get past that, once you if you could get your customers to do that, yeah, it 
it is smart to have a web app. Progressive web apps are awesome as yeah. well. Like genuinely half the time. I use the um, New York Times Cooking <laughs> has a progressive web app that works offline, has a tile, and like it works the exact way you'd expect a normal app, except you know it's like in your head you're like, you know it's a browser. I love New York Times cooking. I know, it's so good. Endorse. <laughs> so is this is this the end of app stores? Is mm. is there going to be a shift? Because obviously there's a lot of tension right now between Fortnite and Netflix. Those are two gigantic players. The two biggest, uh, like some of the in biggest their genre, categories. They're yeah. the biggest in their genre. So yeah. I, like, what, is the, what does this do in a year, two years, three years? Like, I think it shows that the market is frustrated by it like if more than anything else it shows that like the market is actively looking for an alternative to paying those fees and it yeah, so really shows a problem for apple in terms of the pwas and like I those do, things i do think the the apple store on mac is definitely done <laughs> yeah well they're, they're updating it as well that's the crazy thing i know but, i yeah. know but they haven't updated it in All the like apps are a million out. years and most apps have been moving out for years i remember like reading a thing about this when sketch moved out yeah. but apple will maybe cave at some point and change their pricing structure a hundred percent when they're threatened but, by something but they're at the disadvantage of they only make those announcements once a year yeah. And we just had WWDC a couple months ago. Oh. And so, like, if they decide, okay, we're getting a lot of pressure from all the big names, we got to make a change, we're going to wait till July oh, to do geez. it. I don't, I don't think so, because recently they also stopped the, the affiliative pro- program. Oh, yeah, you're right. Quietly. And it was random, and it was quiet, indeed, as very. well. And it's basically a very big change on how they yeah. operate their, the, like... Payouts as well. I forgot that. Yeah. Very good. Can you tell us what the affiliate program is? So the affiliate program is um, if you run ads in your app, I think it's ad related, right? Or uh, click like links to an app. Yeah. Like on the web or something. Exactly. And if some people, if people that use that app click the link, mm. the maker of the original app gets money. Yeah. So it's maybe a discount from their thirty percent. Yeah, and, and Amazon they just does it. something like this, <laughs> and, and they like, just got rid of it. So yeah. a lot of indie developers needed or were based around this uh, affiliated pro- program, so yeah. they could like make an income through their free app. Yeah. Um, oh, I understand. And they downgraded the program before. Yeah, yeah, many times. And uh, but for most indie developers, it always has been like a very steady uh, mm-hmm. income. Um, it wasn't much, but it was. At least it was steady, so you can pay rent from it and stuff like that. And, I mean, there's so many ways to make money with your indie uh, product, but this one was, like, the most steady, which is... That means a lot if you're, like, an indie developer or if you're, like, a creative on the web to have something that's solid. And then without any... Just died. Yeah, they they just ripped it out and they were like, sorry, no money anymore. I wanted to say, like, the one interesting thing, I think, about this for me is, like, I have like my subscription thing and people are paying for it and I have like a dashboard that shows me like the breakdown of like uh, like money refunds like discounts that I've like given people which means I don't get money and then fees and I can't even imagine like I pay 1.8% to Stripe and it physically pains me right now like I currently make I don't know it's like $2,000 a month and then oh, there's a line item that's like I'm paying $198 to uh, Stripe every month just to like have it and yeah. like 
it's $200 out of my pocket. And so the reason I think it's most upsetting is like, if you are an indie, you have to work so much harder to make up that 30%. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just it's just weird, I guess. Like, Yeah, I, I think it's time for Apple to maybe reduce it. But yeah, I this is also maybe a controversial opinion, but it's still the best app store. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I sure. mean, like, it's, it's got curated. its problems having, you know, discoverability. There's millions of apps that get buried. And I know a lot of developers have a lot of problems with Holy the app shit. store sorting itself. You have to pay them to have a developer account as well. Oh, yeah. It's $100 a year, right? <laughs> but that's, I mean, $100 a year. I know, but it's just like another If your app's thing. free, that sucks. Yeah. yeah sure. Um, and no more affiliate yeah. <laughs> bonuses. Yeah. It's just, I get the argument for either side because like Apple gives you a lot of services for free. They distribute your app. You don't well, have for to do all of that stuff. Anyway, well, yeah, anyway the, my original thing was like yeah. they they changed that thing so they could also I mean it could be part of a bigger change as well yeah. you know what I mean it's it's weird though Apple uh, it, it gives me the sense of like tightening their belt getting yeah. rid of the affiliate feeds it's almost like when companies are getting ready to go public and you start losing some of your free features yeah yeah, yeah. but like for to what end they're a trillion dollar company yeah, why do they point, need to do like, this they should give stuff away for free at this point Tim should just like give this should be the free app day. They, they, <laughs> oh, do you like remember that thing King's around Day Christmas? For, yeah, yeah. It's like the 25 apps of Christmas. Oh, oh that's a great marketing move. I know. Yeah, I love well, every it. day you get a free app. Oh but like God. with a trillion dollars, I really think they could, if they really wanted to be a developer-focused company, which obviously they're not anymore. Like Microsoft bought GitHub yeah. and Google's trying to do a lot better. Mm. Can you imagine Apple buying GitHub? It doesn't even... <laughs> it would be no. shut down. No. <laughs> That's always what happens is like all the Apple acquisitions end up like screwing you up. Like there was a rumor for, for a week where 1Password was getting acquired by oh, Apple. Oh yeah, I remember that. Not, like for a week and everybody was freaking oh, yeah. out because they're like, that. they're going to shut it down. They're going to delete the apps that aren't on iOS. Like... And you're like, that's the bad narrative with this is like, if Apple would acquire it, you know it would like get locked down at least. Yeah. Which is weird. Which is weird because the exception to that rule is media. Right now they yeah. like signed a deal with Oprah and you're like, I'm obsessed with this. Yeah, and it's going to be in our music app for reasons. <laughs> I'll pay for Apple Music to yeah. watch an Oprah show. I mean, come I know, on. <laughs> isn't, it, like, isn't it hilarious that like name of the app is music and they keep putting like TV in it even though they have a TV app. I don't. I honestly don't mind. Like their media strategy has sucked yeah. with iTunes oh, for yeah. so long. That, oh my like, god! Yeah. However, they need to do it to Cram make it, it work. Wherever. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. Know, you can call it books. So I'll, I'll pay. <laughs> like, hey, anyway. I opened the iBooks app recently. Yeah. It's so nice in iOS 12. Oh. I hadn't opened it in a couple of years because I I forgot it existed. When I frankly. switched to Android, I was like, I guess I have to use Kindle for everything, yeah. and I've just been used to that. The iBooks. Uh, this is a tangent. Sorry. I love it. I mean, I love my Kindle. I wish that. Like, you could get iBooks on Kindle. Like, I yeah. wish there was competition there. That's I, even a yeah. worse industry to talk about for another day. Yeah. So, um, Apple Music's on Android because it was the Beats 1 radio app. Yes. Or the Beats, Beats yeah, they radio. Yeah, rebranded it. And I wish they would realize that it's a good strategy. Yeah. I mean, imagine if they would release other apps on it. I would be Android. so excited. Like, I, would I use want it. iMessages, but, like, yeah. who doesn't? I think it will happen. Now I'm thinking about Amazon because of the bookstore thing. <laughs> Amazon is really bad at tech, aren't they? Oh, so bad. But they still somehow make it work. Have you ever gone on AWS, their cloud product, and clicked the menu? It's amazing. They have 200 apps in there, all with their own icon, just shown on one page. Oh, my God. It's like, just like put it in the show notes. I, have this, of like, I have this problem. I put a screenshot. It's amazing. Because I bought my kindle from germany because it's the yeah. only way you can yeah, buy yeah. your kindle oh really uh, or at medium art <laughs> yeah of course but like it comes from germany yeah because we don't have uh 
Real uh, we don't have Amazon.nl. It's <laughs> just Amazon.de. Whatever. I order it from there, and even though my account is Dutch, everything's Dutch. It will yeah. keep serving me German books <laughs> as like recommendations. <laughs> so uh, I know a way around this. Um, I don't know if anybody cares, but you should just sign up through Amazon.com, sign out, and sign back in. I know. I've done it. all the things. Really? I've done all yeah. the tricks. I've been through the whole hellscape as like the yeah. online account thing. Yeah. It's really bad. I know. Anyway, let's buy Kindles tangent. in Portland. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 actually, I'm going to buy the new one, uh, Oasis. Oh, really? Well, I oh, really I got one for my mom. She loves it. Oh, it's so good. It's waterproof. Anyway, okay. Uh, speaking of e-ink e- e- displays, I think it's just worth mentioning. I've been, The Light Phone is so yeah. interesting the still. The e- one? Yeah. We'll talk about it we'll when it comes out it, next uh, year. We'll see if it exists. I pre-ordered one, so we'll see it's what happens. It's pretty funny. Oh, that's the one that was on Kickstarter yeah, recently. Yeah. The second it, one. It raised so, 600% its yeah. Kickstarter cost. To, to give this this conversation a bit of context, yeah. there's been <laughs> a thing going on between Zach and Owen. And I love it. Every week. Zach loves this phone. No, this is like, another one. This is another vaporwave phone. <laughs> it's a different vaporwave phone. Spoilers. Zach is very into this phone, and he ordered it, just as he told us now. Yeah. And Owen is like, it doesn't exist. We'll see. It will never exist. It's <laughs> I, never even it's existed. Look, it will never. Look, across you every your industry, <laughs> someone announces a product that doesn't exist yet, but they're yeah. announcing it. Look at Oculus yeah. and what's the Magic Leap. Yeah. And all these like vaporware things. Some of them come out. Yeah. We don't. I mean, I know, but I, <laughs> look, I don't want to get into it. But actually, Lightphone <laughs> is one of the one of the few I think that um, it's like the they're not optimist. actually a Kickstarter. Like it's it's yeah, just like it's a real company. company. Yeah. Like they just do that thing. I think Fairphone does this as well, where they like launch it on Kickstarter and you're backing it. It's but interesting. Like, it's a marketing strategy because it's like the hype with the bar and it's like an order system. It's actually against the Kickstarter rules. Um, oh. To do that, but they successfully make a lot. I of don't money. know. Hardware companies need a lot of money in yeah. front to build oh hardware. God. Essential phone. Oof. If Andy Rubin wasn't a douchebag, I would consider <laughs> buying one of those. But let's okay. let's move on from the, like, douchebag tech. makes this. Well, okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk about tech weird douchebag people. Um, Frederica, oh, you had something segue. like very strange that I hadn't heard about actually. Okay, but it's not actually. It's kind of sad. It's not. I wouldn't call it douchebaggy. No, it's more about like misleadingness. Yeah, but the thing is, I think the intent... Okay, let's introduce Rewind the topic. Rewind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so um, a couple of years ago, I think one or two years ago, um, there was this new app, and it was the first app for your phone that was approved by the health... What's it called? The FDA. F- yeah, I guess FDA. FDA approved. I'm not sure if it's FDA or, like, the European equivalent because oh, it's yeah. a Swedish product. Oh. Um, but... Um, it was the first digital birth control oh, wow. that was um, um, approved by the FDA. So it's just an app? Yeah. It's, okay. No, it's not just an app. It's an app with a thermometer. Oh. And the basic gist of it is that you have to take your um, temperature every day at, oh. a, at the same time every day. And the app will um, analyze that data and will predict when you're fertile and when you're not. Wow. So Big it's play. basically an app that you use to check when you're fertile and if you're fertile, you'll use protection okay. and you won't get pregnant. Interesting. Or if you want to get pregnant, you can use it to right. see when the uh, correct time is to try yeah. and conceive. Right. Uh, thing is, I mean, this method isn't new. Yeah, so it right. has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. You Like, I mean, there... 
I, I remember in the 90s, there were these pocket computers that did the same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Those, like, organizer things? Yeah, they, they were called LadyComp. Oh, I remember those. Wow. It was basically, like, it's like the calculator. Yeah. It's like the TI-80 or whatever of, like, period tracking, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a period well, tracker that will, yeah. like, yeah, sorry. Um, give you some idea of when you're fertile and when wow. you're not. Thing is, this was a huge thing. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. Um, because the thermometer you have to use, you can buy one of, of them, off of them, but you can also just use oh, okay. one that is, like, right. accurate enough. The only thing is, and this is the big problem with it, is, like... Um, there's a lot of um, ways that you could use it incorrectly. For instance, say you went out for a day for a night of drinking, your temperature will be different. Right. So it will be inaccurate. So basically, oh, this no. method only works 100 percent uh, or 99 percent of all the times. Oh dear, that's um, not a good percentage is, of <laughs> for that. Yeah. No, no, no. 99 percent is a high percentage. Of, yeah, of, but 99 percent like across millions of people. Of Condoms are, like, way less. They're right, like, right. If used, yeah, they say if used if properly, used, yeah, if used right. correctly, it's 99%. But it's, yeah, it's something like 90 or 88 or something like that. Yeah, so for wow. for the birth control pill, it's 99%. Yeah, okay, right. If used correctly. Yeah. I mean... It's, well, that's the caveat, though. Yeah. That's what I mean. The only problem with this thing is that it turns out that, like, perfect use, which is necessary to get that 99% mm. protection... Only occurs in ten percent of That's all what, people. I was, no. I, I was waiting for it. I was like, "How many percentage of people are using it?" It currently? works ninety nine percent of the time. Ten percent of oh the time. Because there's so many factors. Oh, shit. There's so many factors when it comes to the temperature method that can like screw up the day. measure. The, yeah. So you you have to do it every day at the same time. If you forget one day, uh, it's less accurate. If you oh. drink alcohol, if you smoke cigarettes, if you eat a different There's, thing than so you if usually you're a human, eat. So if you eat a burrito, you might like screw it up. Yeah, like, so it, it basically variables. only works when you work, wake up every day at the same time, never drink, always be healthy. If you're a robot. Never really work out because yeah. that can also, like, I mean. Oh my God. So it really doesn't work. But the thing is, I'm really oh. sad about this because they, they meant it in the, the best way possible. Yeah. This app, this thing, uh, they didn't try to mislead people. I mean, they, they don't have, like, f they want to help people get control over their periods and mm -hmm. their fertility rather than make them pregnant sure. <laughs> if they don't want to. Is this more about education, though? Like, they put a product into the world that maybe people didn't understand how to use? Like, and, well, the, like you don't the, get the, the actual problem with it, what what is uncovered now is that they promoted the 99% oh, accuracy. No. Right. Which is misleading. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean... It's not Theranos level misleading, oh but it's like... Oh, no. So the problem it's with this is... It's like condom level misleading, yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many people that don't know what they're doing without... And then they don't yeah. realize that that could go very wrong. The problem is that there are so it's many really women that are trying to, like, get a grip of their fertility yeah. without using, like, the hormones. Yeah. Because hormones have a lot... Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, they work really well. For a lot of people really need them. Yeah. Uh, but there's also a lot of people that react very badly. Very bad, yeah. Onto those, And there's been no methods me. for this. Yeah, but there's no ways to, like, track... Like, even, like, how that is or, like, any of this stuff because it was so left behind. So when when I, like, 
when I stopped using hormones, I researched this a lot because I was like, at first I was like, wow, this seems great, you know, like yeah. temperaturing myself every day is fine. Um, and I also, we, I think we talked about Clue last week. Yeah, we did, yeah. They are a similar app, although they're not for, they're just for your information. Yeah, yeah. They're for education and they also use the data to do um, groundbreaking research, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, uh, but this app called Natural Cycles, I don't think we've even named the app yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> they are purpose, like their purpose is definitely yeah. to like not conceive. Oh, it's really <laughs> tough. I, I think it's like a really hard thing because it's not technically a medical device, but it kind of is. And then like yeah, it's and on it's them approved. for not educating people. And yeah. it's approved. Well, like, yeah. And it's not just on them for education. I think like we as a society yeah. don't talk about yeah, big time. women's health at all. It's yeah. it's such a misogynistic patriarchal yeah. structure. Yeah. Um, well, they, even Apple had to get pushed to add it to health Period tracking. It was like two kit. years yeah. later and yeah. then they just like slided it there. While we're talking about this, I also realized I never really discussed this in English. So my, oh. my like, I, right. I can't really reach the correct words. Yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> so sorry if sometimes it's a bit choppy. But no, no, you did great. Um, yeah, it's really important that we talk about this. And, and mm. I was very inspired by Ida. Uh, the Ida 10. Yeah, the CEO of Clue, which yeah. I saw a talk of like two weeks ago. Um, and she was talking about femtech. And I think it's... I mean, the word femtech sounds horrible, but... Oh, it's a very strange <laughs> word. It sounds like a robot of some description. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I yeah. hate that that's where you went to oh, in your mind. Oh, that's all I can think of. And if you Google <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, that's yeah. what comes up. Yeah, for sure. But... Um, which is another problem in itself. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, we should, we should definitely... Yeah, I mean, it's also kind of sad that they are the only people that are doing this. Yeah. We need more people that are thinking about this problem because it's a huge, huge, huge market as well. I mean... Natural cycles, what do you think that costs a year? So much money. So No, for a user. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the industry. I was like, wow, a lot. Um, what do you think people use? So it's a pay. subscription service? Yeah, it's a subscription service mm-hmm. you pay per year. Oh, I bet people think it's, I bet it's like 50 a year. It's 90 a year. Wow. Oh, that's what I was going to guess. Interesting. Yeah. You could charge, yeah, you'd think, how is the business model working? Well, compared to the cost of birth control. Yeah, yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty cheap, actually. Zero dollars. At some point, I was on birth control that was so expensive. I was paying 60 euros a month. Wow. Out of pocket. Wow. I I think men need to have more um, awareness and education on, like, the things that women have to go through for birth control and take more responsibility there. Get vasectomies, be more aware, be more compassionate, pay for birth control. And New Zealand is free. So oh, I didn't know it would cost money. So in the Netherlands, for instance, some things are free and some things aren't free. Yeah, yeah um, depending on the thing you get prescribed, right? Yeah. yeah. And for instance, when you get a coil, like the, yeah. what's it called? The, I always want to yeah, say yeah, IUD. I, IUD. <laughs> yeah, I think IV every time. And then I'm like, no. Anyway, if IUD. you get it done by your GP, mm-hmm. it's free. But they're not specialized at all. Sure, right. It's It feels pretty dodgy to get it done by your GP. Really? Uh, yeah. It's like taking G- your car to get fixed at, like, a electrician. Yeah, like. they, they don't... I mean, it's just in their office. It's kind of strange. Oh, huh? um, what is it? Intra, intrauterine device? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, but my, I never had a GP who was, like... He didn't didn't feel confident doing it. So he's like, you go to the hospital. <laughs> he's so like, I, I can. Went, I, I went to, it's I went to a, a specialist for it, wow. which... I found very reassuring. Yeah. 
But then I found out that if you get it done by a specialist, it costs 500 euros. No <laughs> way. I would, be so, I would expect that to be covered. That's crazy. Thing is, 500 euros is then for five years. Yeah, so true. then you're like, okay, sure. But it's a lot of money wow, to pay out of pocket. Well, but vasectomies are anywhere in the United States at least from like 1200 to $5,000. But then wow. it lasts forever. So. Right. That's true. <laughs> but still, it should like, this, this kind of stuff, A, there should be more options. Yeah. And B, like, it's not talked about. All like the options said. suck. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, all of them are bad, bad end, end games. Um, so what's happening with the company? Like, what's... Like, um, so this happened. How yeah. did they get caught? Like, do we know? So, well, because what happened is, like, it has been around for, like, say, two, three years. Yeah. And uh, the people that get, like, report that they get got pregnant while using this thing mm-hmm. is really high. Oh, right. Um, so uh, the government sucks. flagged it. And oh, wow. they... Um, they're doing research and then they found out about like the misleading right um uh, information that they spread on facebook and everything that's amazing wow it's it's really interesting that like it came out through their user base as well like through a third party oh that's bad interesting i hope i mean i hope it doesn't stop this kind of thing existing but it is interesting like ethics question right yes so 37 Women visit the clinic for abortion after getting unwanted pregnancies Whoa. using the app. This was in Sweden, by the way, so, which is completely different than, than like, I mean, they know how m- many people use it. They know because, I mean, it's an app. It's pretty easy to count. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And they knew, like, the, the data on it. And then they were like, this doesn't feel right. Like, something's going wrong here. Well, and stuff as sensitive that's probably underreported, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the same thing, but it's a little reminiscent of uh, 23andMe in the United States for a while when they banned it. Because oh my God. the government was like, you're giving health advice about based on people's DNA. And so now they had to like relaunch with all these like warnings of like, this is not medical advice. This is just telling you some stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy to think and about. And now they're selling the data, which is really shitty, but... Yeah, and giving it to the feds. Yo, I saw... No, this is going to be tension again. Companies. But yeah. I saw this uh, video about this guy who's like, yeah, I believe we're going to live forever. We're working working on DNA technology I to like this. rewind oh your, your things. So this is where 33andMe comes in, because to wind back to like your previous state you need like some saliva or some dna from what? when you were younger so 33 and me has all this data and he will they will sell it back to you for thousands of euros if you want to like re-age back like, so okay that's amazing <laughs> does this mean i want to like sell my my spit to them now this reminds because... me of peter teal's young blood i don't know if <laughs> yeah, you remember I was about uh, say. Peter, peter teal wants your young blood and there was a talk the in XOXO boys. last time where she <laughs> had boys. taken a screenshot of every article of peter teal wanting his your, your young blood and she just had it in between slides talking about herself she's like oh this is just my collection of 83 screenshots of peter teal wanting is that, young blood is that jen Schiff? yeah it's the Schiff best her? talk that's that is the best talk I've yeah. ever seen. Please put it in the show notes. It's so good. She just like clicks through it. She's just like, sorry, this just takes a minute. So, <laughs> I didn't know where to put this. I don't know. There's so much black mirror talk happening right now. Yeah, like, oh, it. we'll sell so, you your own DNA back so you can be young again. It's shall like we horrific. talk about self-driving cars briefly oh, as a final? Yeah. Unless you want to like... Well, when you said earlier that we were segueing to another douchebag, I thought we were talking about Palmer Lucky. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Who is Palmer Lucky? Oh, please. So he worked at... Oculus. He started Oculus, CEO oh. of Oculus, and then Facebook bought him, yep. and then Facebook had to fire him. 
Yeah, because he's, he, he stole data or something, right? Well, he was running... Um, <laughs> that stuff is, like, so weird. Pro-Trump, all right. It was a meme brigade. Meme, meme brigade? He funded it. Yeah. Meme and he was, like, nimble, nimble something. on. It was all just, like, the worst Anyway, this guy's a, a piece of shit. Yeah. We have to mark okay, this Okay, so, look, we're going to make this very short. Language. I don't want to talk about it too much, but... Um, yeah. I like I don't like the guy at all. I don't like the way he talks or composes himself in public and he runs a very shitty company that's basically like denying people entrance to America as well with drones. Anyway. <laughs> with drones? Yes, I will put it in the show notes. It's we talk about that shitty. another time. Yeah. Um anyway. So uh he wrote this blog post about Magic Leap, and if there's anybody to like pwn anybody on this, at least he knows something. Um he basically like went he, he ordered one, of course, because he's probably, like, morbidly curious like anybody else who's been in the industry and, like, took it apart. And, like, basically the article is amazing because he debunks a lot of the Magic Leap shit. There's this one photo from Wired where they have this crazy testing rig and it's, like, all these cl- crazy glow-in-the-dark wires. He's like, this is just, like, gl- glow sticks. <laughs> like, that they attached to it's a like computer. wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, this is how far this company wants to go to trick you into thinking they have something better and Wyatt said nothing about it. It's like they're nice. Um, yeah, and anyway, but my favorite line, I just wanted to bring it up because, like, there's so much we didn't know about Magic Leap and they're super secretive. And he just goes through and, like, debunks every claim. They're like, they have this, like, light field technology, oh. blah, blah, blah. And he's like, there's no light field in this device. I want to I take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of the stuff's probably marketing. But, mm-hmm. like, he's a competitor. Was. Was a competitor. I guess a competitor. It's like mm-hmm. when Verifone tried to take down Square when Square was yeah, really yeah. young. It's like competitors are worried. Yeah. That, you know, like, oh, my God, this better technology is coming along. Yeah. So, like, this could be the case here. And also, he doesn't have a great track record. So, oh, I'm sure. going to take what he says with a grain of salt. But, yeah, oh, too. he probably knows a lot. And I think, didn't he hand over his headset to iFixit? Yeah, yeah. So, he actually let them pull it apart. My favorite thing about it was that he actually did give us more information. For example, that, like... Magic Leap has claimed for a long time that they built this operating system for virtual reality. It's the first right. dedicated operating system, Lumen OS, and it's like super fluid. And he's like, it's Android with a skin on it in watch mode. <laughs> he's like, this is the thing you do when you claim you built your own OS. You just use Android. <laughs> and I was like, how has nobody, like, the state of the media is that nobody even brought that up before now? It's concerning. Like, why would you reinvent a wheel? Am I right? Yeah, exactly. But it's <laughs> it's also like, if you're gonna make these claims, it's it's audacious to say that you built an OS and it's just like an Android like variant. Um, but it's also true. Every time Amazon's like, yeah, the Kindle is running the Fire OS, whatever the fuck. It's like Android. Yeah, but they admitted it was Android. I, later. But yeah. <laughs> I, experimental web browser. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, the permanently experimental browser. Forever. I love that though. I, I, I want more experimental web browsers. Yeah, How yeah, awesome too. is that shit? What's that one? The one that was like a concept. It's sort of like refund, re, re something, re, refresh. Yeah, I want re, them to actually make it. We'll put it in the notes. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, um, it's so, like the round phone that we talked about last oh week. Oh my god, I want that. I know. I need it in my life. So, so let's talk about Waymo. Oh. Okay. Unless you have one last I wish take. my take was regardless of Sorry. how much of Palmer Lucky's yeah. takedown is true or not, Magic Leap's overvalued. Oh, yeah. It's like a two billion, <laughs> they've raised $2 billion today. Like, that's <laughs> my take. But um, it's just fun to see, like, I don't know. Like, I wanted to mention it just because, like, having some real talk on this company after having, like, four years of just marketing assault, like, I'm so glad to see... 
I, more information. This goes right back to the block phone and the light phone yeah. too. That I'm I'm interested in that Owen thinks is vaporware. Yeah, I think this is like CES escaping out into like the tech press more. As somebody who gets <laughs> press releases all the time, I find it really difficult to believe that a lot of stuff exists. Like I've I've moved from. I used to assume the best of people, and now I'm like, what is the catch every time? And that's because it is a reality. Everybody's like, yeah, it's like the thing, and like reality distortion, blah, blah, blah. Like that stuff drives me nuts. Um, so let's finish up with Waymo. Um, I just want to talk about it very briefly. There was this like bombshell report. More on like Waymo. Waymo. <laughs> um, so Waymo is the Google, formerly Alphabet company, that is like a spin off, and Google owns a majority share. Um, they have self-driving cars and they've been like in the media a lot this year for like actually, actually in air quotes doing self-driving. Like they're the one that's gotten the most distance. They've got the most data. They're, like they're actually on the road all the time. They have a huge fleet and every month it feels like there's like some story about how like they're ramping up the like taxi company. And then on the information yesterday, they published this report about how their cars come like not do basic stuff like make left-hand turns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what it comes down to is they're taught the rules of the road. Yeah. And that's not realistically how people drive. Yeah, yeah. And it's... that's the problem. I think that all self-driving tech is going to run into is people don't follow the rules or mm-hmm. know when to bend the rules or have local culture for driving. If you drive in the south of the yeah. United States, no one uses a turn signal. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I mean, it, not it's like, like New Zealand. it's like a generalization. I'm sure some people do, but like, especially in more rural areas, wow. you're not going to see turn signals that often. Interesting. Yeah. When I went to Italy, everyone uses their turn signals, but never when they were turning. Uh, <laughs> I, I noticed that too, actually. They just leave them on yeah. sometimes. Like they're just driving. Forever. They're going to do it in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like there's a turn. They'll probably turn left. So, (laughs) yeah, there's all those problems. So there's the actual, like, that, like, basically in every city you need to make the car learn the culture and, like, understand that nuance. But then you've got the other problem that, and I actually was kind of annoyed by the information report because I am the, I I am, like, hard skeptic. We argue in the podcast channel every week about, like, self-driving cars and, like, the realities that they face. But I also disagree with the way it's painted in this story. So it's like, they're like, oh, well, you know, the cars have all these problems. They can't make left-hand turns, blah, blah, blah. They can't do all this stuff. But it's actually a side effect of another problem that human drivers are shitty. Yeah. And the cars are in this, like, um, like human drivers suck. Like, we can admit I this. I mean, that's why we need yeah, self-driving need cars. Them. So many people die and, in car accidents. And I think that they have this problem now. So the cars are all set to, like, follow the letter of the law to the, like, exact thing and i get why because uber accidentally killed somebody earlier this year yeah thing is though the letter of the law is never written yes. in the sense that everyone's gonna yes but how do you it. how do you teach a car that like you teach the car the law and then you teach it you can break so, it sometimes the thing is okay no <laughs> like, no 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 that's the other way around we have to rewrite the law mm. so cars can comply to it we have to yeah. write it with the cars in mind. Or the mind. nuance in mind. And that's, I guess that's what, like, the point of all of this is like... Yeah, but we, this is not, in cars, this, it's not the only thing yeah. that, that's happening. For instance, what are the rules around uh, face detection? Yep. There's no rules around that. Yeah. There's no law around that. There's probably laws that probably apply to it in some strange way. But we have to rewrite so many things 
based on our basically new world or yeah. the new world is or the emerging. way we interpret those laws as well exactly is like a big problem so waymo had a big problem with um the only problem is the people that write the laws are usually the people that are super behind in tech yeah yeah exactly so we really need like people that are on the forefront of that yeah it's so the other bad. problem is, is a lot of the people that write the laws are being paid by the oil industry yeah. and the automotive industry mm-hmm. to make sure this doesn't happen because yep. they want every person to want their own car because that makes them money. So and it's not. Yeah. It's how we got into a lot of our messes, like environmentally and oh, with big time. traffic and infrastructure and the way cities are built now, are all caused by that problem. There's an amazing story about what happened in San Francisco in the '60s. Um, they used to have this amazing. Uh, it was like a tramway in the Oakland side, uh, and it, the bottom of the Bay Bridge. I only can remember this because I was reading it on Wikipedia the other night. Um, the bottom of the Bay Bridge used to be actually a train mm-hmm. uh, area. And, it was like streetcars. Yeah, yeah, it was streetcars. And San Francisco had a really rich streetcar ecosystem. And then it got acquired by like General Motors and like one other company. And they just like ran it into the ground until it ran out of money. I yeah. mean, L.A. used to have streetcars yeah. everywhere. It, there's still tracks. Some some streets you'll yeah. pull onto, you'll see right. there's some of the tracks come out from under the asphalt. Mm. And yeah, it's... The, the industry is lobbied to make sure that everyone drove. So this aside, I mean, I think that you're seeing at least some level of collaboration now. You know, Toyota is working with Uber, uh, Waymo, and a number of companies are working together. But it's interesting to see, like, how humans expect these cars to work as well. Like, I think they've hyped them so much that it's really difficult. So, like, one of the examples in the story is this lady, and apparently, like, living in Arizona kind of sucks at the moment because they're testing all these cars on the road, and they all just drive, like, like students because they're just like very like they just drive like your grandma would maybe like i don't know like well, let's start not talk stop. about grandmas okay well my dad i, I hope he doesn't listen <laughs> but like he starts and stops like <laughs> kind of like randomly or and me so, i'm really bad at driving <laughs> Use oh, me as an example. i haven't seen I, you drive okay yo, but, you, you don't want to yeah but so for example like uh this lady in the story is quoted as saying like ah oh, these cars are so annoying i get stuck behind them for ages and so what happens is like the waymo car approaches uh intersection and it stops for three seconds which is the letter of the law for the thing and then but the problem is the waymo tr- car keeps trying to go and so it's like inches forward because everybody else doesn't stop for three seconds and it doesn't know how they to get like through the intersections because it's like expecting them all to do like the law. The law. Yeah. And the problem is also, say the self-driving car would learn from the drivers, mm-hmm. maybe the self-driving car would be as shitty as mm. driving as people. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like... It's a really interesting problem because cities could be <coughs> redesigned around the idea of driverless cars. If, mm. if, if an area of a city only allowed autonomous vehicles, yeah. you wouldn't need stop signs, you wouldn't need traffic lights, because they would work around each other. But if you're going to redesign a city already, you're going to do public transit, mm-hmm. biking, pedestrian access, like Google's redoing that neighborhood of Toronto. Oh, it seems yeah, like that's actually lines. happening. Yeah, yeah, They tried happening. to do it in Mountain View. and I yeah. could see this work in Amsterdam, to be honest. You know why? Because Absolutely. they have they have been trying to make the city center car free for a long while, uh, because Amsterdam is very has very narrow streets and it's very annoying to drive in. Everything looks the same. There is no parking spots either. Yeah. Um, for instance, if you live in a part of the city center, you have to be on a list for fifteen years to get a what? parking spot. No way. Yes. Um, so 
I mean, there's been a lot of lobbying to get like all the cars out, but there's also a lot of reasons why it's nice to have cars in the city center. Mm. So you could definitely see that it would be nice to have like um, the autonomous cars mm-hmm. only there. Right, yeah. right. I think they just need to time box it too, because like all of those businesses need deliveries. Yeah, all of them need trash picked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's like a maybe no cars after. 6 a.m. or something, you know, yeah. where, where it's like deliveries happen in the morning and then... Or the, the, those could also be autonomous cars. That would be cool. How cool would that yeah, be? Yeah, it would, be, would cool. be cool. Holy shit. I mean, yeah, if we're getting Tesla semis, we might as well get Tesla garbage trucks and yeah. delivery vehicles. And <laughs> yeah. I think that... I Fingers mean, crossed. They are even, I think they are really good uh, beginning, actually, of those things. I agree. Especially, you see it in MSM already. Like, there's a lot of um, the little post ones. trucks that have like that are electric. Yeah, DHL invested a lot in like electric trucks and self-driving electric trucks. Yeah, but also just would, yeah, trucks that look like actual trucks. I yeah. was shocked the first time I came here because I saw a UPS delivery truck, yeah. the same size as the yeah. ones in the United States, but it was all electric, and I was yeah. like. Why don't we? My have favorite that? is they, they have this like Segway. It's kind of strange. <laughs> they have this like I have to find a photo of it, but they have like a Segway attached to a big box, which we would almost yeah. like a buck feeds, which is like what you put your children in. Yeah. it's like a wheelbarrow bike. Or you, but he, that's how they deliver the packages. Like it's full of boxes, and this guy's just standing on a Segway at the back. It's amazing. It looks like he's like delivering ice creams. Yeah. Um. So just rewinding back to Waymo, I just want to say like the one last thing on that. I think like the big thing. And I mentioned this in my email yesterday as well, so I'm sorry if you read it and I'm repeating myself. But, like, I think we just have to expect adjust our expectations for these cars. Like, they're never – everybody – like, they were marketed as the perfect driver. And that was the mistake, number one, right? Like, autonomous driving would be amazing and perfect, but this is going to be mistakes. And it, as long as they're better than humans and kill less people, that's a success, I think, for the industry. And, like, the information report, like, bothered me because it also was, like – it's like this and it's terrible and it will always be terrible. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's how it feels when you're in the like early stages. Like I, I really still just come back to like, the problem is there's too much money from the car industry and the oil industry involved in the government process Mm -hmm. where if it wasn't, maybe the regulations would change really quickly and we could, try a couple cities or do it in a different country because yeah. you wouldn't be allowed to do that <laughs> <It's> like, yeah <laughs> like i don't see any autonomous testing in europe oh i saw one uh, uh in oh, amsterdam really yeah there's a company Which here one? doing it i can't oh, remember its name that's this awesome moment. we'll put it in the show notes this uh, this would be an interesting place to test that with all the bikes yeah. i was like biking and this lidar thing went right past Sick. me and i was like oh my god it's fascinating in the future okay on that note, we're going to wrap up. We, yep. should, we want to see you next week in Portland. You should tweet us at ChargeTech if you want to come and yeah. hang out. If you're otherwise, listening to this when it comes out, we are there. <laughs> yeah, and otherwise just say hi. Like, we're there all week. Um, yeah. yeah, otherwise the show notes are at ChargePodcast.com, and we'd love it if you hang out in the community, which is also in the show notes. There's a magic link. Um, otherwise, see you from America live in an airstream. Are we going to be live? Maybe. No, we're not going to be live. And we said magic link, not magic leap. Oh, (laughs) it's like magic leap. Magic magic link. (laughs) Okay. I love it. Okay. And on that note, let's
next week. I have a good Wait, what are we talking about? Today? I've got the list. All right. Just, well, you're in like, charge then, because yeah. I haven't. I'll, He's I'll, in I'll make charge, it. both girls. <laughs>